Hello everyone, and in today's episode, I'm with Ryan, and, and Ryan has autism, and, and today we're, we're, we're going to be hearing his, his story of autism, all the wonderful work he does towards it. So Ryan, thank you for joining me today. No problem, thanks for having me on. Yeah, and um, like, um, maybe just to start off with Ryan, if you'd like to say a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, so I'm Ryan, as Nathan obviously said, I'm 26, I was diagnosed with autism when I was 13 or 14, I can't remember exactly. And I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was seven. So I've sort of known about both conditions now for a long time. And I also work in the civil service, which in this current pandemic is quite a, a uh, let's say, busy job right now. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and like it, like, <laughs> like with ADHD, Ryan, um, the, 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 does that like affect you quite quite um like a lot? Yeah, I would say with the ADHD it depends because I've got medication for it. If I've been taking the medication, I am completely hopeless. Like to the point that I can literally lift out the toaster, put bread in the toaster, turn the toaster on, and forget about it if I leave the room and come back for four hours later and I'm like, why make myself toast? You know, so and that's just simple things. So if I had not my medication, you can imagine how much of a disaster I am at work. <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly, beyond two, three minutes, I really cannot concentrate. But with the medication, that definitely helps a lot. But on that sense, it was about 15. And since then, I found like, without the medication, I couldn't function at all. Yeah. And like, I, 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 I'm quite, in a way that, like, like like for me, Brian, sometimes I, I get quite distracted as well. So yeah. it, 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 it is quite, um, it can be annoying as well sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but there is part of it that I do find I get frustrated at myself for like things that with the, the, the concentration or, or this concentration. And then I get annoyed at myself for losing it. And then I would find that as a result, I still can't concentrate and it sort of starts to turn into a bit of a vicious cycle. Um, but I think the ADHD, it's fairly under wraps in terms of like once I have medication, I tend to get get on fine. Um, the autism, I think most of it is sort of, it would be the social anxiety mainly. Yeah. And I think as well actually with the, I would tend to sort of go, my brain would tend to go straight to the worst case scenarios. As you can imagine, the last 10 months have been rather fun, not fun for me. Yeah. You know, there's a deadly pandemic. Oh great, let me relax because I would normally actually take the train to work when we recently started driving to work occasionally um, because the train does tend to work out faster but equally it's imagine with public transport at the minute yeah. not 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 the best place for your anxiety no. yeah well I do think it is a very stressful time isn't it like yeah. with the pandemic and like I think your anxiety does go to the roof yeah I think it's a bit weird because the sort of stereotype of as people is we don't want social interactions so we're all thinking oh, we don't want to bother about it it's good but it, it's not I find you do find yourself getting isolated very quickly like I'm lucky in terms of I, I live with my parents um, and my girlfriend only lives 20 minutes or so away and we're in a bubble with them so we can still interact quite fine but like for someone to say who was living on their own I'm sure this is a very very difficult time indeed because I would say outside of my family and then in my work um, in our building there's normally 700 at the minute there's I think there's five people on my floor you know so and we're all very spaced out so I, I can literally go into the building and apart from the security staff I'll not see anyone the whole day you know and I think it can't, that can become very isolating and then obviously mental health does take a, a bit of a dent and I've struggled with it occasionally in this pandemic I just find that you know it's it, it, it's just everyone starts to get stressed and then that's when conflicts maybe start and the stress then sort of it's, it's been like pouring petrol on the fire yeah yeah and I think like with, 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 like with the routine that you're normally, yeah. normally used to and how much it's changed this like for, for, for throughout the pandemic yeah uh, that, that's one thing that's been tricky, um, especially. Though, on, in some respects, like for example, 
weirdly, like, you, obviously you can't really do anything spontaneous anymore, you know, you need to book it in advance. But that side of the things, weirdly, I've found a bit easier. Like, for example, we went, uh, my girlfriend and I went to the cinema last night. They were showing Love Actually again, which I've never seen. And that profoundly offended her. So I, I, I was basically dragged. You know, like, you are going to the cinema tonight. Uh, I, I did actually very much enjoy it. Um, but things like that, we had the book in advance at Inference the Cinemas in Rhode Island. They're doing it very well. So basically, when you book it, all the seats around you are empty. Uh, everyone's wearing a mask until you get into the cinema. You know, going in. Well, I mean, you never feel you're you're never really close to anyone. The cinemas aren't very busy at the minute as well, which maybe does help. Yeah, uh, it's things like that. I just find that you know, when you can do activities like that when when the restrictions allow, I think it is good because some, you know, some sometimes you just need a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. Like I I think it is like it is very hard. Like like you. you, you like at the start of like 2020, you you, you wouldn't have thought they'd be walking outside like seeing people in masks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite scary, isn't it? Well, the mask thing really didn't bother me. My parents lived in Singapore for about five years, and in Singapore, mask wearing is actually quite normal on public transport. You know, before this pandemic, so the sight of people in a mask didn't really bother me that much. But then again, I was sort of accustomed to it. Yeah. So, but I can understand how it's different to a lot of people, and I can understand because it's sort of a sign that we are not living in normal times. And like I said, a lot of the things that we just, you know, a lot of leisure activities, especially, um, closed down. And that obviously hurts people, especially with hobbies being affected. For example, um, I'm a big football fan, and as you can imagine, I'm really good at watching the football on the TV in an empty stadium is a very strange experience yeah um things like that um I'm also a big Formula 1 fan again I, I, I normally try and go to races I haven't been to one I just couldn't go to one this year because of the pandemic yeah but it, it's things like that like and also it's small things that you took for granted like ju- just going to the shop to get something new. previously you know that that wasn't really anything that required too much thought whereas now you need to remember you know, bring your mask the hand sanitizer and everything yeah uh, you know it's, it's small things you took for granted you know just like the freedom just to go out for meals like don't get me wrong i understand why the restrictions are and i support the being put in place but i also don't i also think it's correct that people acknowledge that you know people's ways of, ways of life have been severely disrupted and that's not hot. That's not easy to deal with. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it's for a reason, you know. In the day, I I don't want the people I love that are in that are at risk at this. I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want them to die. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you know it. And it's it's absolutely right that we do everything we can to protect those people. I think like, we've got to do like uh, 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 everything we everything we can just for, like for, yeah. for, just for, for follow the rules that like are yeah are there and setting that just do our part because there are people out there who unfortunately don't do they and uh, it kind of it kind of yeah ruins the path. Well, that, that, that's the thing is that this thing will be with us forever. I don't feel that way sometimes. Basically, the vac- the vaccines are coming. In fact, they are in the process of being deployed. You know, um, the day you know, it's been a tough, it's been a tough year for everyone. I remember back in January, I thought that Australia catching fire was the worst thing you'll see all year. Yeah. yeah. Well, that seems like a pleasant walk in the park. This whole year's just been. I can't wait to see what the history books say of the year 2020. It's just going to be a big red cross across them. Yeah. Let's move to. Let's skip that year. Yeah, but it's think... things like um, like 2020 as well. You got to look at America. There's massive seismic changes going on there. You know, obviously the election, which has been weird. I studied American politics at school at the time when Barack Obama was actually elected. And that seemed like a momentous step forward. And I have to say, since then, it appears America's decided they want to take a step back. But equally, um, that's the it's the weird thing is that when you look at it, America, New Zealand, for example, they're COVID-free now. You know, yeah, and I always thought, why can we have done that? The other day, we're an island like New Zealand. We we can control the ports of entry a lot easier. We don't have a land border that needs to be managed. Why did we let this get so out of hand? 
is uh, like it, like uh, especially when you are used to like as we said like before with, with your routine, you're you're used to yeah. how things were. You got up every day. You're going to work. You'd actually interact with people and like speak yeah. to them like closer. You might have a little fist pump saying that like yeah. good morning and everything. But yeah. but but now you just really you can't do it like as as much as you want to. And that I think that is what one of the things that affected me yeah. it's not seeing like maybe your friends other, fam- other family members that you don't live with yeah it's like I haven't, I haven't seen my grandparents in person for months you know we've spoken to them over the phone and all over the summer we got to see them once or twice when you know, the restrictions were quite light and things in Northern Ireland seemed to be down we were up like, when we were testing people we, we had a run of no deaths for about a month you know and I think the confirmed cases were only going up by about 10 or 20 a day Whereas now at the minute it's 600 to 700 people a day are being diagnosed and 10 people a day roughly are dying, you know. And I remember we got to see them and it just so happened it was their, uh, I believe it was their golden wedding anniversary. Uh, very similar. So we got up and seen them. That was great. But it's just things like that. The, the freedom of memory used to be, I go around visit a friend or I was going to go visit a family member, you know, and not being able to do it. It's so small things. You don't, you don't appreciate how big a difference they make until you're told no, these are no longer an option at the current time. Like Christmas, for example, I know this is, this will be a, my last, our last Christmas was very strange because my nephew was actually born on Christmas Eve last year. Oh. Um, so as you can imagine, our, our Christmas day was somewhat different. Yeah. But, and we were all joking saying this Christmas day will be back to normal and then 2020 arrived. <laughs> but, it's things like that like we, we would normally have a big family gathering on Christmas day and obviously that's not happening now so yeah but that's like watching my nephew grow up I have to admit I wonder, I wonder you know, he's too young obviously to understand it obviously he, turn, he turns one year old next week but that's been very difficult for my sister especially uh, she has she was actually diagnosed with Crohn's disease as during the pandemic there a couple of months ago so you can imagine the the rocky 2020 she has had. Yeah, yeah. Like because Crohn's disease, it, it isn't nice because like I I do feel for the people like like, like your sister who who have got diagnosed with Crohn's disease during the pandemic because it's a very yeah. stressful time and the amount of pain that you can get in from Crohn's disease. Yeah. Um, it, it, it isn't nice. Like for her, when she went, she, had, she went into the hospital. She was only diagnosed because she was in the hospital. She was losing so much weight, and all to the point it was dangerous. But equally, she didn't want to be in the hospital, understandably so, because that's where a lot of well, it's a hospital. It's where the COVID cases are, and um, her baby wasn't allowed in the visitor because you're only allowed one person in. So they said the baby can come in if he's on a company. And we're going, but he's he's eight months old. He can't. We, if we left them on a company, I'm pretty sure we'd get done for child neglect. So things, you know, makes you can imagine the, the stress that was. I think now her diet, she's adapted her diet, um, and that's made it. She's never, I think, you know, obviously, it's something she will have to manage. But so far, I think that was the thing. Is that the doctors took very a long time. They seemed to go through a lot of other options first. And then eventually convinced themselves it was that, because from what I recall, like the first time they just sent away from the hospital, say you, you're, you're basically, you're nothing wrong with you. No, no, I think no. the first time is that they just said if it gets worse, come back. Yeah, it is. Um, well, no, it, I, I don't, I don't, I certainly don't fault the staff of the NHS. I know the pressure they're under. Yeah. Sometimes I find that you can you can't have bad experiences. You know, like. Like, I, I appreciate firsthand. Like, I've had my life saved on multiple occasions by the NHS as a child that had a nut allergy. Um, I also got hit in the head with a golf club when I was five years old. I uh, was a Harry Potter scar right there, oh. as people call it. So, <laughs> the scar, you can imagine the childhood nickname yeah. I got. Yeah. Um, I also had meningitis when I was 13. And, it, you know, so that's three occasions at least the NHS saved my life. You know, so. Um, Profound, profound yeah. um, recognition of what they do, but I do know as well they do get it wrong sometimes. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, uh, people do make mistakes and like yeah. um, like 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 with Crohn's disease, for example, it is very hard to get diagnosed and 
get a diagnosis of what's going on because yeah. there's so many things going on with Crohn's disease and like you can easily get misdiagnosed as well. I, I will be honest, before my sister was diagnosed, I knew nothing about it. I, yeah. I'd heard of it, but I'd heard of it in the same way I've heard of a thousand other medical conditions. Yeah. I, I thought it was like some sort of food intolerance, but obviously I've learned very quickly that's a massively simplified look at it. You know, it's like saying that autism is just not making eye contact you know it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 technically part of it but it's not yeah, yeah. but in a way you can relate autism and and um Crohn's disease to not like in a way that you can't just like say someone looks like they have autism someone looks like they have Crohn's disease <laughs> yeah. because you don't know yeah. like, you can't really say that well, when someone says you don't look autistic, I ask them, what does autistic look like? And the faces, they're, they're stumped. You know, I think, and then they sort of play back and go, yeah, really? Oh, that makes Oh, yeah, that, that's a silly question, though. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 like there's a, like, a, you, you don't look autistic. Like, or, like because like yeah. having autism, it, it doesn't change who you are. Like, you, you, like, like for you, 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 you just say, uh, I, 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 I look like me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very confusing one. You know, it's it, it's also just I've never understood it. Yeah. You know, I just never understood where the idea came from. So I asked what does autism look like, and I've never in my life ever had someone actually give me an example. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um... It's a mystery because um, you can't, you don't really look like something. It's kind of what goes inside your mind, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think. But yeah, but it's like, um, like I think there's, it, it's very hard to get diagnosed with autism as well. I think now. Yeah. Well, especially, I think, it's especially for women, and especially for uh, women of color, in terms of the amount of uh, women that I've worked with. They've said that they've tried to get diagnosed. They've been uh, waved away and said, "Oh, it's not. It's not that. Oh, it can't be that. Oh, you're bi- you're just bipolar or something, or you know, any number of things." Because there still seems to be, if not the mentality, it seems to be a case of autism and women isn't really considered to be put together by the medical community. Now, I think things are changing there, but I think that there does still seem to be a mindset that autism isn't really a thing that women have. Yeah. Which is I've never understood because from what I can tell, from in terms of everyone I've worked with and all, the, the splits are about 50-50. The problem is, it's just women wouldn't get diagnosed. Yeah. What I know is, is I think a lot more women get diagnosed as adults, whereas a lot more uh, men will have got a diagnosis when they were when they were uh, kids or teenagers. Yeah. Because I'm, uh, I think that's a someone put it says so. There's maybe a bit of a issue, but have I said if someone's getting diagnosed as an adult, on one hand that's good, but another that's bad because that means they've went, they've slipped through the net somewhere. You know, in my opinion, no one should be having to get diagnosed as an adult because it should have been, it should have been identified a lot sooner. You know, yeah. it just sometimes it can. I think the problem is the current diagnostic system, especially for adults and kids is that it's set up, you, you only get access to the diagnosis when things start to go horribly wrong. You know, see, instead of proactively doing something, they actually, it, it's a bit like, what? It's a bit like only teaching someone to swim after they started the drawing, you know? Why not teach them to swim before getting in the swimming pool? Yeah, yeah, it is, um, it, 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 like, like I, I, I agree with you. I think it's better to get diagnosed at a younger age, so yeah, you kind of get yeah. an, an idea what it is. Because I, I was diagnosed when I was very young, like nine, and I, I, I can't remember that far back <laughs> because I was so young. And I, like, I remember kind of the process of getting diagnosed, having quite a lot of tests. But um, I, remember, I remember that as well. Always constantly getting pulled out of classrooms and stuff to go and do things. I never really knew what it was at the time. But looking back, I understand. I was always just told it was part of school. Yeah. I think it was because we were trying to get me, you know, in your in your natural environment as such. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that, like, um, it, it, it like, like, uh, like, I remember when I was younger, like, if you could, you felt a little bit like, um, you didn't know what it was, and like, I think it's, and that, that, yeah. that's why I think it's good to get done as a young age because you get a more of a concept what autism is as you get older. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's the whole thing. At the end of the day, you know, basically the earlier you're given information about something, the better. 
you know, the put this right, it's a bit weird in terms of I, I now, as a 26 year old, do find it harder to learn something new than I did when I was a 13, when I did when I was 13. I think I think I, 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 I'm not an academic at all, but I think I have actually read like a bit of research does say that the brain the brain retains things that you learned when you were younger a lot easier than stuff you learned when you were older. I think it's something to do with the brain. It's basically it's a lot less. Yeah. Like it's, it's basically it's kind of like a memory card. It's a case of the stuff if it's saved in there from an early age tends to stay. Yeah. Like like, like, like I remember like we're getting like um. I say if I was like reading a book, I wouldn't kind of concentrate on reading the book because of all the words in it. I'd, I'd, yeah. I, I, I would kind of be like thinking of something else, like like maybe a game that I was, I was playing beforehand. Yeah. But, yeah. You kind of get off track. Okay. Well, weirdly, actually, in terms of books, I've actually stopped reading books. I don't get audio books. I find I just play them through my Amazon Echo. Um, like the current one I'm listening to is Barack Obama's new autobiography or new memoirs, which is very good. I actually find it very good for going to sleep, though it is a bit of a problem. You wake up the next morning and you're like, it's a bit like, you no know, Netflix, you fall asleep and you're like, oh crap, what episode? What episode did I last? <laughs> you know, you know when you're flicking, you're flicking through it and you're going, yeah. do I remember seeing this bit? Yeah. Do I remember seeing this? Oh yeah, I've definitely seen that bit. You know, it's things like that. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. Well, the whole I find actually quite relaxing. Yeah, I think, I think um, it, this year, is the, if the, it's the year that it's a year of Netflix, isn't it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Ne- Netflix, ne- is Netflix here. I think well, Disney Plus came out of the right time. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I, I will confess this. I've really watched the Cars movie. Yeah. The Pixar ones, I've really watched them about four times. <laughs> I don't know why, I just really like those movies. Yeah, I think I... Think that, I and obviously yeah. the, the Marvel movies are on Disney Plus as well. Yeah. So they, I bet you, they, I bet you Disney couldn't have planned that better. Let's launch our new video streaming service just when everyone else is locked in their house. Yeah, uh, I think it, it, it's the best time that they brought that out and like, um, yeah. and you've got, I think, like, like, like you've got to think of the, 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 Mand- the Mandalorian on there. Yeah, Mandalorian. I still haven't watched that. I keep meaning to because everyone keeps telling me to. Yeah. But the yeah. problem is, well, I keep seeing flipping clips of it on YouTube. You know, people like <laughs> making memes and all out of the baby yeah. Buddha. So I really want to watch it. Yeah. Um, I'll probably yeah. just start watching it tonight, actually. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, 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 I think it... it, it, it Don't want to spoil it, it for anyone who's actually listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like him. Um, I'll tell you, it is, good, it is quite good, but um, I think... Uh, um, it, 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 especially, the, it's good to watch over when you have free time as well. Yeah. But um, it is weird because people I know that loved it are also people I know who I who I know for a fact have no interest in Star Wars movies. I'm like, yeah. but do you not need to say this? Is apparently not. Apparently don't. Apparently you don't. No, no. I I think it's like a an extra like um yeah like a, like a light series. But um, if you if you do like Star Wars, it's a worth a watch. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, like do do do. Like 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 with your autism, Ryan. Is there like things that you have to do, like in a order or something, or anything oh, like that? There, there is like my, my morning routine is absolutely set in stone to the point of, like literally, I will get up at a certain minute. Uh, literally to the minute if I wake up early, I will go back to bed. Like and I'm talking, I will get out of my bed at three minutes past the hour. I know this sounds bizarre. What happens? My alarm. Let's just I would get up, say. I wake up at seven when my alarm goes off, and then I would sit and flick through my phone for a minute or two, you know, as a sort of wake up. And also, my echo as a morning routine, where basically it'll tell me you know, that morning's news and the weather. So then, once that's done, it's done maybe seven three. So I literally get up, get out of my bed, go into the kitchen, and I'll take my ADHD medication. Yeah. Then I will go and turn it. This is very I will go into the bathroom and turn the shower on. Obviously, not get in there. Then go back into my room. Get a, get my clothes for the day, take them to the bathroom, and at that point I'll get in the shower, uh, and then obviously go to the shower, get ready. But here's the thing, I will get ready in the bathroom. Now, this is the problem, if someone else needs in, I'm like, no, they be in the shower, I'm like, I'm not finished getting ready, you know? You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, that's sort of bizarre. Now, it's another thing is that I must brush my teeth after I've got in the shower, not before it. I don't, again, that's maybe, maybe people go, but 
does it really matter? I'd be like, no, it must be done after. Yeah. Um, it's things like that. So I will go out then as I um, as I come out of the bathroom, I will then go in the kettle for the cup of hot chocolate I take with me to work. Again, this must be done after. I get in the shop. People go, why, why not boil it before? I'm like, because that's not the way I do it, okay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it's my way to stop it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's things like that. You know, so it's okay. But the problem is, if say my dad is going getting ready to go to work and he needs in the shower at the same time as he might, like, you can wait, or you can do. It. You can either go before, or you can wait because you know I get in the shower at this time. So please don't get in my way. Yeah. yeah. Because then I'll find see if something gets disrupted, I'll get very forgetful. I'll leave work without my security I'll leave for work without my security pass. Or I'll leave like my car keys or my train ticket or my wallet, you know, or my headphones. I'll start forgetting things. I'll start getting start getting very unsure of myself. I'll find a I'll find the train journey stressful. And it's a bit like I find that once one thing is knocked out of place, other things just seem just seem that bit more tricky. Yeah. You know, and it, it just starts to snowball, you know, it, it's just one thing after another and then eventually it gets out of hand. Yeah, because you, cause you, you start to focus on one thing and then, and then yeah. you f- f- forget about other things. That's what I find, like, I, I can tell, see literally within the first 40 minutes of me getting up, I, I know by the time I'm leaving this house if I'm going to have a good day or not. Like, yeah. I can tell, I, I can tell straight away, this is not going to be good, this is going to be a tough one today. You know, or I can go. Well, no, I'm in a good mood. No, I'm happy enough. I'm great. You know, and I well get into work and I go. Oh. But you know, like everyone does that on the Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. No, I think like I don't think we all we all be doing. I don't think hardly anyone likes a Monday morning like getting up. No, getting certainly not. Yeah, but um, once like um Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes uh. But I think I'm, I'm, most people yeah. are happy by then. <laughs> that's true. You know, yeah. That's the thing I feel with the pandemic, where they, uh, because of my job, I need to be in the office. Yeah. I don't know how I'd have coped with working from home, to be honest. I don't think I'd have done very well. Yeah. Because yeah. I find when I was at university, see, trying to study at home was a nightmare. Just far too many distractions in my house. Yeah. It is. Um... It can be very isolating at home as well. Oh yeah, I think yeah. absolutely. You know, it would sort of ruin the routine. I mean, obviously, then the routine will get dis- disrupted. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah, I think like routine has been like, very different this year, and and yeah. like like a like, 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 like for myself, Ryan, uh, my routine changed quite a lot. Like uh, yeah. I, I, I like um. I, I, I would normally go to the football on the weekend, like yeah. uh, say like, like, any, like yeah, I can't I can't go there anymore. Uh, I, 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 I would coach football a little bit, that that's had to stop, and yeah. and like like my, my routine to go to do like different yeah. things, maybe see people and, and go to, and, and and go to like work. What, what I've found is that with change, as long as I know what's happening instead and I know in advance, you know, for example, yeah. so if I know, okay, next week, let's say, I don't know, say we know the shower's getting fixed, so we know the shower's not going to work, okay, I know that's when I'm going to need to get up right here, do something else, that's fair enough, it's when it's sprung on me suddenly, things like, for example, if I know a train's going to run later, but then if I get there and then it says it's delayed, I'll be like, oh, this isn't good. You know, yeah. it's unexpected change. I find is the hardest thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I think because yeah. if I know in advance, I can go. Okay, this change is gonna happen. I'm gonna start preparing for it. I'm gonna look at what I'm gonna do instead. Yeah, uh, I think it, it has been put on us quite quite um quickly. Like like yeah. the change, hasn't it? Yeah, like the, like the way that the rules are. Those, I find it. I don't know about you, but. Times I find it hard to keep up with what the rules are at this yeah. current time. Are you allowed? Are you not allowed to visit someone's house? You know, are you allowed in their garden or are you allowed in the house? Are you? Are you not? You know, are you allowed to go to a restaurant? Are you not allowed to go to a restaurant? Are you allowed to go to a with? Yeah. You know, it all got quite bewildering. It does get quite confusing as well, and 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 like because like like it like where I am. When there isn't a lockdown, there's a tier system like tier one, tier two, three. Oh yes. And and then thankfully, you... thankfully, 
thankfully Northern Ireland we don't have that but <laughs> when I see it on the news I can't yeah. understand it what happens yeah. if you say work in a tier 1 area but live in a tier 2 area you know <laughs> yeah. what you know yeah. what, what's your which tier do you abide by you know yeah. those, oh I live in a tier 1 area my work's in tier 3 oh okay, I'm not coming in today bye <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. I've, I've, moved, I've moved to the Isle of Man that went last night yeah, it is very confusing and and like like what was the tier system like and getting told that like like you could easily move from a tier two to tier three, but you can still go into the do different things and then you can't do certain things in one tier. But it's very all confusing. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I think they're better having just blanket rules. You know, I know that movie might seem a bit draconian. But the problem is then if you have restrictions relaxed in one area, everyone then flocks to that area. It's like it's the whole thing with holidays. The way they announced there was certain holidays you didn't have to quarantine when you went back. But then the problem was everyone went there, cases rose, and they get put on the list, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's tricky like obviously with Northern Ireland and the Republic there was issues, but pretty much by and large, we've pretty much stayed on pretty much similar restrictions there's been some variations but yeah for the most part it's not the same yeah because I feel like routine even though it's changed quite a lot at the start of the pandemic throughout it it would it would have gone it would have changed a lot as well like from like, like because of like lockdown there's lockdown there's yeah. not lockdown and it changes very much I found the hardest bit for me was the period between March and May when I was out of when I we when our work was closed. Because I found without my work I had nothing to really even face a routine around. And I found actually getting back to work, I remember when we finally got the uh, calls to say, Okay, we're gonna be back in on this day, I'm like, Oh we're great, we're back. You know, it's something to do. Yeah. You know, there's only there's only so much sitting staring at a wall all day you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I think like, like, like even though uh, there are some good things to take from the pandemic as well, I think Ryan, where like um, I know there's been a lot of bad things, but there are some good yeah. things as well. I think. I think there's things like the whole obviously working from home. Yeah. I think it's been proven that as a concept it works. It's not ideal, but I think going forward it could mean it's an option for people. You know, you could maybe work say three days in the office, two days out. No things like that. But maybe works. It also maybe means that instead of someone having because they can't physically make it into the office, they can work from home that day instead, rather than just you know having to use leave or to be put down as sick. You know things like that. I think would be beneficial. And again, the education settings, obviously the universities, distance learning. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that they, I don't think these things should stay in place forever, but if they are there and it's proven that they work, I don't see there's any option with it being there. You know, if you would like to do this. We can we can accommodate it, yeah. Because I'm sure you've had other places where you say, "Oh, we can't accommodate that. It's not possible or it's not feasible." It's like turns out it is feasible when they don't have any other option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 like 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 um. Do, 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 do you feel with autism, Ryan? Do, 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 do you feel that um like more people need to know about it? Most people know know about it. You know. I'd say most people have heard the word at least. I think the problem is is that it's the misconceptions around it now really need to be challenged. In that I would say if you asked a hundred people on the high street, a hundred people would tell you that they they've heard of autism. But if I would say, oh, there's a hundred if you actually asked them to explain it, I would say you would get a hundred different answers. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very hard to explain it as well, isn't it? Isn't it? Autism. Yeah. I, I think that's the one thing is I've always said that the most common way I would say is it depends you know what 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 it may be for me is going to be different for what it is for you which yeah. is going to in turn be different you know it all depends on what that person does their, their cultural their culture their you know, their way of life whatever you know I, I work in an office so my challenge is working in an office environment it's going to be very different to somebody who works in a retail environment where they deal with customers you know, obviously there's a lot more unknowns there. And again, there's someone who's going to be working in the healthcare environment. Yeah. And like, it's going to be, it's going to be, like, I think, that's the thing with autism, no one's the same. Yeah. 
Well, that's the one thing I've always said is that, you know, I can't tell you what's great. I can tell you what has worked for me and I can make suggestions, but what works for me doesn't mean it. Because something worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you, you know, and vice versa. You know, it's a case of basically find out, in, find out as in what works for that individual. And I said, the best way to do that is communication with that person, in our simplest sense. How can we help? You know, what can we do to help? What do you think would help? You know, rather than just going, well, let's try this. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think it, like, there may be some similar things, like, maybe, for example, for you, I think, like, we've had a few similar things about each other. Um, like, 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 there can be similar things, but it's not going to be exact the same. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I always say, like, for example, the sensory things. I would struggle like with loud ambient noise. So, for example, um, if there's a lot of people talking at once, I really struggle with that. But equally, I also don't like complete silence. I find it weird. So, at work, I'll have a radio. We tend to have a radio on. I don't mind that because it's down in a quiet volume. No, it's just a little bit of background noise, really. But yeah. if say there's five people all having conversations at once, I can't follow that. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like it's like finding it's finding a nice balance. Yeah. And I I I, I like I, I'm I, I'm in a way I'm similar. Like I, I don't like loud noises, and like I, I won't like um you know someone's eating and they're, they're bashing their plate down with their fork and knife, and they. No, can't, I, I, I see it. That noise, the yeah. noise of them, yeah. the noise of the knife and fork on the plate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like just that. The thought, just the thought of it sent a shiver there. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 that, that really does irritate me, and I can't have to move away, and like uh. Yeah. Like, um, like, like and, and then like the person will say to me um um, um like um like you kind of have to the bang but you got to do this to, to move yeah. to a tea and i say uh, when i eat i don't make a no. lot of noise <laughs> uh, that's the best no no we're we're eating we're not playing it we're not playing a drum set <laughs> you know, it's, it's things like that another thing i can't i really don't like and my girlfriend does it because she knows it annoys me is people cracking their knuckles yeah, I don't like I don't like noise to it. So she'll just sit there. Just if she wants to annoy me, just go like that, and I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, um, but furnace, I'll do it back because she doesn't like feet, so I'll take I'll go and really take my socks off to anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so we're as bad as each other in that respect. Yeah. And I know a thing, you know, when when people like maybe they eat and they make so like like when they're eating that like they make a lot of noise in their mouth and especially if someone's got their mouth open, <laughs> I think that, yeah. that, that that's another annoying thing. Yeah. 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 Can't be quite. I can't be quite irritated. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of little things that do irritate you, but like other people yeah. don't notice it do they like we're kind of shy about yeah. it sometimes well, thing, it depends I mean you know sometimes things maybe people don't even notice they're doing yeah. sometimes yeah. 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 yeah but sorry I've just I've worked 12 days straight <laughs> I'm, I'm not <laughs> finished right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not finished for Christmas time for yeah. but you know well wow. tough, tough tough time in here because yeah. my work department of finance with um we're in charge of helping the, get the financial support out of the businesses. So as you can imagine, we're dealing with a lot of people, you know, they're in tough situations. Yeah. So at times it is difficult because they do get angry at you occasionally. Yeah. But I don't, it, 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 the, the, in fairness, most of them tend to apologize after, you know, but I can, I can understand why they get angry. Yeah. You know, thankfully it's never really got, I don't think we've got personal abuse directed personally at us. It tends to be, you know, at the government in general. Yeah, which I can yeah. sort of sympathise with, but you know, I said I think this pandemic is taking a toll on a lot of people, and I can't imagine how hard it is for someone who owns a business that the business keep you know, is shuttered, you know, and you have no money coming in. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can imagine it can be like quite hard for people maybe have like chronic illness yeah. and like 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 Crohn's disease and like, yeah. for example, and like people yeah. really aren't sure if they're going to yeah. still have a job. You yeah. know, it can be really hard. Like, um, especially if you're nervous going in, and like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I, I would have thought, like, at the start for you, Ryan, well, where, when you knew it's going to be like different, and like, going in it, like, your anxiety must have been quite bad. It, it was, it was uh, the first week I actually refused to get a train. I got 
one of my parents, uh, my parents take me in instead because I, I just did not feel comfortable getting the train in. Even though it turned out when I finally got the train, the train was empty. But I think it was just a case of I public transport was seen as high risk. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's things like that. But then I found once I realised that in fairness, Translink, who are the real providers here, um, it, they've done a lot of precautions. So wearing a mask is mandatory on the train. Social distancing and all is in effect. And in fairness, Translink, you know, they're carrying them, they're doing that very well. You know, they've made it as safe as possible. Plus, um, Northern Ireland's railways don't tend to be as busy as England's. So even we have an inherent advantage there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, personally, I mean, I've never felt scared on the train. I felt scared of the thought of it, but once I've seen what was been in effect, I don't know, the first time it really struck me was that between the announcement, Boris Johnson's announcement back in March that we were going into lockdown, um, we were then told our works closed for the next few months, so I didn't leave my house for three weeks. And then one day I had to go with my sister, my sister to help get shopping, and that was the first time I went, and obviously all the safety protocols were brought in. That was the first time ever. And the idea, the queuing up outside the shop, and the, the social distancing, or way system. Yeah. You know, that was all very, very alien to me. And then that, that was when it really struck me. Well, this, this is, you know, this was the first time I could physically see for myself, okay, things are changing. You know, whereas previously it was all in news reports, you know, but I was like, but is it really here? You know, what are we doing about this? And then it just, it just seemed to be in the space of a week it went from, okay, there's a couple of cases that this is out of control. Yeah. I think with this virus, I think the problem is the tipping point comes very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, what I've noticed is that the graph tends to go a little bit and then it just suddenly jumps. I think yeah. it, it, when it hits a certain number. Yeah. And like, I, I do feel like, like now, because it is winter time, isn't it? Like the festive season and, and like yeah, people, I mean, people get cold anyway, season. don't they? I think it's the festive season, the colder weather drives people indoors, you know. Yeah. Um, means people are more likely, to, you know what I mean, it's easy to put it this way, see on a lovely June day, it's easy enough to do social distancing and queue outside a shop on a freezing cold December morning. <laughs> I want them in that shop and I don't care. You know, it's like, do I want the moon? Do, you know, do I want coronavirus or do I want to freeze to death? I will pick the virus, you know. You know what I mean? In terms of, I like it on this. It's people's natural instinct. You don't want to stand outside in the pouring rain. Yeah. Maybe. You know. Very but, uh, well, that's the thing is that, you know, they, I'm I'm not a better, I'm not qualified medical in any way. So if they tell, but if they tell people who are qualified medically tell me to do something, I will follow their advice because that's their job. In the same way that if someone came to me for stuff about that I'm an expert in in terms of uh, finance. I would go, I would like to think that this is me because that's my job, you know. Yeah, yeah the NHS, for, for its faults, is trying its hardest to protect us. Yeah. You know, they're not putting this stuff in place to make money. You know, that's not what they do. They, they've got one job, one job is to protect our health. Yeah. And if they say these things need to be done, I will believe them. Yeah, it's not like, they're not like there's people like putting their lives at risk, aren't they? Like yeah. the, uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't imagine how tough it is, like for nurses and stuff at the minute, because yeah. um, I'm sure that I'm sure for Christmas that the restrictions for them, I'm sure the NHS, or maybe asking no, they can't visit their families over Christmas, yeah. you know, and uh, like in Northern Ireland um, last year, the nurses actually went on strike for the first time in their history, rightly so because of the shambolic pain conditions they had. Yeah. And then this is hit, you know, and it's like, these people deserve a pay rise. Uh, I'm sorry, more than a pay rise. Yeah. <laughs> these people deserve a statue built of them. Yeah, yeah, like, because, like, what, like, like, uh, 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 like uh, at some point during the pandemic, there were people, like, they're, they're doing a, a, a clap for the the workers um, out there. Yeah. That, that to me, I thought it was a good thing, but I was thought that I'm sure they would rather have a pay rise. Yeah. But it's the whole thing is that people don't go into nursing because it's an easy job or because it's well paid yeah. or because, you know, it's it's a nice wee job. People go into it because they care for others, knowing this is going to be a, a hard job 
terrible hours, terrible pay. Yeah. Putting your life at risk, you know, potentially. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of reward there. I, I will be honest, I sit in an air-conditioned office quite comfortably with a computer with all the safety measures around me. And, you know, with decent pay and decent leave, I'm not having to work 12 hours straight and there's no one's life, no one's life is in my hands, you know, and I, I don't, I, I certainly couldn't do the job the nurses did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I'm the same and like a, like a, like, like a, just going back to like you, you, your sister like go, going to into, into like, like into like, like the doctors and everything and, mm. and like that, that, that would be very stressful like for anyone really, wouldn't it? Like, it's just probably one of the best times I've learned during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, well, it, it, even before a pandemic, you, you wouldn't really want to go to hot, go to yeah. that kind of place anyway, would you? It's just like it's, if it was I, necessary. I, I, I will say that my sister, she, my sister's probably one of the strongest people I know, especially in the context of what's happened this year. Because she's also one of the most stubborn people I know. So for her to actually go to the hospital was sort of an admission in itself. My, my sister's sort of one of those people you could chop her arm off and she's still insisting on the work. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, I think uh, 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 anyone getting diagnosed with uh, like uh, Crohn's disease, yeah. like, like like you, Ryan, uh, before I was diagnosed, I didn't know anything about it. So, um, yeah, I can imagine how, yeah. how, how like, how much has changed this year. Well, that, that was the thing. So I remember, I remember my mum texted me and said that's what it was like at the best. I thought, how? No, how? Why have not? Why was? Why have not? Why have not known about this? But I guess the thing is that they're still not sure exactly what causes it, or at least where it comes yeah. from, because yeah. it just seems to be there's some sort of trigger of some kind. Yeah, I, I think that that is quite annoying. That there is no like, there's a, it's unknown how, how it is caused. Like, yeah. like, like you can have your own little theories about maybe how you got it, but you're not gonna know completely. Well, that's the thing. I think, well, I think her priority now is just you know getting it managed. She's on the right diet and all, and it's manageable. Yeah. Thinking that obviously maybe hopefully one day there will be a cure for it. Yeah. Hopefully, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think at the minute. Uh, we all just want the vaccine, don't we, for coronavirus? Oh yeah, listen, <laughs> one health issue at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, like, but coronavirus can start any time. So that, that that is the scary bit about it that you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that's the thing. It's just, you know, it's. I'm sure that must play. It must be in the back of your mind all the time. Oh my God, I have a flare up today. Is is you know, I've a lot of things to do today. Is this? Because I think stress makes it worse, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. does, it does, yeah. So. <laughs> Not nice during a pandemic, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, I think... Uh, it's like, here, just some more stress to go through stress. <laughs> yeah, because if you have... Everyone gets stressed, don't they? And like, yeah, I, th- I like, think everyone does. Yeah. I think this year has put a lot of people on in the situations that you probably you'd never consider. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, that that was always going to cause stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely agree. And, and the, 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 just the last few things, Ryan. Just to finish up, because yeah. I, like I remember earlier, like, like when we started, like you said that you're quite a big football fan. So I've got to ask, yeah. who's your team? Did you have a team? Just um, in Northern Ireland, I would support a football team called Linfield. Okay. You probably haven't heard of them. Northern Ireland, oh. the standard of football is not high. We're actually a part-time league. We're not fully professional oh. league. But you've probably heard of Linfield Stadiums, Windsor Park, which is where the Northern Ireland team play. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's, our, that's actually Linfield Stadium. Okay. Um, we're the most successful club in the country. I've won, I, think it's, I believe it's 54 league titles. Oh. But in England, I would support Man United purely despite my dad, who's a Liverpool fan. <laughs> so the, yeah. the, this past few months has been no, this past these past years have been a bit difficult, let's say, because yeah. watching Liverpool win Champions League and league titles <laughs> while we disintegrate. Yeah. yeah, but um, um, yeah. It's, it's, who would you support then? Um, well, ever since I was younger, Ryan, I was supported. Manchester United because I kind of go go go, yeah. go, go supporting them, but my local team is like <laughs> you might you may not have heard of them like it, a, a place called it, Ipswich Town, a club called Ipswich. Uh, I have actually I have actually heard of them. Uh, Roy King was their manager briefly. Wasn't yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And I, always, I always thought really he was going to be a very good manager, and then I realised wait, it's really keen. He doesn't really have an off switch. <laughs> yeah, and like, like, uh, like, I thought, like, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm quite into like my football as well, like you, Ryan. So yeah. it, it kind of keeps us occupied as well. Yeah. Like, like maybe sitting at home a, a bit more than we're used to. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would find. Like, I still think one of the uh, highlights of me watching football was actually when Northern Ireland got to the Euros. And oh. I tried my best to get tickets for France, unfortunately, I couldn't. But the highlight was I went to the fan zone in Belfast city centre oh. to watch Northern Ireland, uh, what do you call it, beat Ukraine. Yeah. And I remember I was standing in the middle of it when Gareth McCauley scored, and I have never. Oh. <laughs> I, I ended up about 40 yards away from where I began when the goals yeah. went in. You know, everyone. I, I also I was also soaked in beer, thinking anyone had a pint. I knew I had a pint when the goal went in. I, I, to yeah. this day, I don't know where it went. I think I threw yeah. it in the air, along with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I just remember that, and then the next thing, and then, then the next game we drew with Germany, and it was like a 90 yeah. minute. What, or no. I can't remember, basically, whatever way the result fell, though, was that it meant we went through the next round. And we were like, oh my god, oh my god. Because we all just expected to turn up, get beat three times, have a big party, and go home again. Yeah. You know, yeah. And the group is, we loved it because we qualified as top of our group. And I remember they were showing the pre match thing. And one of the English pundits said, Do you really think countries like North Ireland should be here? I swear someone there broke the screen. <laughs> But yeah. it's things like that, like it's for example the England national team, you can't you can't possibly only enjoy the national tournaments because you are supposed to go there and be serious. We just turn up to have a yeah. party. Yeah, because like like love England, like in in, in like like you, you can't expect them to win, don't you? Like yeah. like, like with Northern Ireland that 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 not like not yeah. as like, like, Euro, Euro yeah. twenty sixteen is the only international tournament that I've ever qualified for in my life. You know. So that's my only experience. Yeah. But, you know, we, we don't have the luxury, though. I still think up to that, before that, my best experience was still down. It was actually when we did beat England 1 0. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. Interestingly enough, the man who scored that goal, David Healy, is an island pitch manager. Oh. <laughs> so, that's good. you know, it's yeah. quite funny because we're, we're not very well liked in Northern Ireland because, you know, we're more successful things. So it's a bit weird. He's a national hero. And then we take a manager off of us. All, all the other teams might hear them. But it is kind of things like that. Like, we, we bizarrely, we developed reputation for giant killing. We beat, we were the last team to beat Spain before they went one year in 2008 and the World oh. Cup. We beat them 3 2 at Windsor Park. Yeah. David Healy scored a hat trick. Yeah. You know, and that, that was a very good street. I remember that because we got beat 3 0 by Iceland the week before. So we thought, oh, great, Spain's going to stick seven past us. Yeah, you know, because they, they, they and that was their peak. You no, know, Xavi, Iniesta, Torres, Xavi Alonso, Iker Casillas, Sergio Ramos. You know, no, I mean, it was like that was looking back, and we put three past them. And then like, when they pulled back to three two, I thought, oh no. Yeah. But then we had a, we do have heartbreak. I remember this one time we were beating Portugal two one, and it looked like we might actually beat them. Then friggin' Ronaldo goes and scores a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's his first ever it was his first ever international hat trick and the thing was the crowd at Windsor riled him up so much so then you just seen it see when he scored the free kick he just turned around with his arms up you know at, at the, the the big stand where all the singing happens <laughs> you just seen it in his face he was angry like it was like oh, no, maybe he spurred him on a bit <laughs> Yeah, like, it, was a, it was a bit annoying he, he's my favourite United player of all time yeah, he, I would say the, the Bruno Fernandez is getting pretty close already. Yeah, yeah, he, he, I he, love that guy. Yeah, he he's doing really well, isn't he? Like he's like I think um, he, he looks yeah. like he cares. That's yeah. that's what, that's what the thing is. Yeah, is he's got it, a care. He's the polar opposite of Paul Pogba, who I honestly want to leave. Yeah, it's yeah. just he's he. I was a Pogba. He's very talented, but he, he shows no interest and looks like he doesn't care. I, I can forgive a player playing badly, you know, people have bad games. What I can't forgive is a lack of effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I totally agree. And like, 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 like with the Euros, um, Ryan, it's been, it's kind of like, like, even just plans in general, 
like um yeah. like the Euros had to be postponed to I think next year now, yeah. isn't it? Like to like, and and I think they're still gonna call it you, 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 yeah, you, I, I Euro twenty twenty. <laughs> Twenty twenty was thickness in twenty twenty one. It's the same with the Olympics. The twenty twenty Olympics held in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, you no, know I mean twenty twenty is going to take a lot of explaining. The people yeah. in the future. Yeah, so, like yeah. Daddy, Daddy, why did twenty twenty not exist in a week? You got speak five years, Liam. Do not say. You know, why? Yeah. Why does the calendar go from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one? It goes. <laughs> Daddy, yeah. it's, it's like Voldemort and Harry Potter books. You know, you know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it, but we'll, we'll, we'll just forget 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember. I remember four years ago. Thought I thought 2016 was a bad year. Yeah. Oh God, that looks that looks like looks like the year of year of happiness compared to this. <laughs> and I tell you what, there's a few weeks left. There's all time for the death. There's still time for the death star to mysteriously appear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, 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 like Manchester United, um, Ryan, I don't know if you remember when um, Sir, Sir Alex Ferguson's last um, like home game against Aston Villa was. I, I, I remember I watched, I watched the space, yeah. I remember I, yeah. I found it surreal. Yeah. I, was like, uh, yeah. and, I was like, what do you mean we've not got Sir Alex's manager anymore? Yeah. Why? Where are you going? And that game, you know, when Wayne Rooney got that ball to Van Persie and he whacked it in, didn't he? And, and oh, was, the that, was that the, vol- yeah. the volley? Yeah, that, that, that was the volley. And I was actually at that game. I was, oh, I was at, no I was at that game, and oh, that um, yeah, and it was, it was the only other game I've been to see Man United. You know, I remember. Like, I see, see, I'd be honest. See any other player that tried that, they'd put that in the top row of the stand. Yeah. You know, I just remember seeing the ball. Th- I remember thinking he's gonna hit this. Yeah. I, remember, I remember thinking he's not gonna score next thing. Bang! I was like, if I remember, the keeper didn't even move. <laughs> and that, I just, that was a good game. Yeah. I just remember Van Persie in terms of he just seemed to be every shot he hit it, it was so much power you know it just he just seemed to leave the keeper completely yeah. dead yeah. him and Zlatan I think was the other one I still love watching I was thinking if only we got him 10 years ago yeah no, imagine that Zlat, Zlatan really Ronaldo up front yeah because like at the time it was his last time going for Sir Alex Ferguson and beforehand before I went to the game I had a tour and I actually went into like like the the room where Sir Alex is and I saw and I actually thought I was in front of him he was standing there but it wasn't I I kind of froze for a bit and then it was actually like (laughs) it wasn't him it it, it was so it looked so like him but it was just like um I would I would freeze as well actually I bought his autobiography not that long ago and was listening to it on audiobook and the, the stuff he says as well and you can just see why the players loved them so much yeah yeah, in terms yeah. Of, you know we've been very fair with them we've been you know yeah. things like that like and um, there's just things like you don't I mean he was there for 26 years you yeah don't think you'll ever see anyone like him again unfortunately yeah I don't, I don't think like the way my and I did play like that I don't think you'll have a like a, a, a another one like him. I don't think so. I don't think so yeah. managers don't stay at clubs that long anymore I think why they just move about yeah and it was good he was there for that long as well because, like you say, like yeah. they, they, they kind of like move on to club to club. Yeah. Yeah. So l- l- the last thing, um, well, um, Brian. Yeah, this year the first game was your club. Yeah. You know, he's a Liverpool. I find this really weird, but for a Liverpool manager, I quite like him. Yeah. And I don't like that. It's a dirty feeling. But yeah. he's like, you can't not like him. Yeah. I, Whereas Guardiola, I, I, I can't want to at all. I just, I just find him extremely petulant, you know, yeah. and sort of dismissive. Whereas with Klopp, he just seems like, well, he just, he seems like someone you want to sit and have a drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I actually quite like him as well because I remember him when he was at Dortmund, and and and, and now he's at, at like yeah. doing do, do really well in the Premier League, and I just feel he's uh, <laughs> he, he, he's really good and like you might not like Liverpool that much but you just gotta like Liverpool because he's the manager <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so so do, like, like, he's built he's built yeah. he's built a superb Liverpool side yeah it's I don't think it's as good as the United's treble winning team yet I think they need to win 
the treble to prove that. Yeah. But they certainly have some superb players like Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. He's absolutely monster of a centre half. He is, yeah. He's he's a very good player in there, and, and like yeah. um, yeah, I think that that's a good thing about the two, Premier League. Two wingers, isn't it? Yeah, really good. Yeah. Like, you, you, you just don't know who's going to win it, do you? Yeah. No, that's true. I, weirdly, I would like to see Spurs win it. I mean, at least they haven't won a trophy, and also because it means Liverpool don't win. <laughs> yeah. You know, anyone but Liverpool, anyone but Liverpool or City. You know? Yeah. 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 Weirdly, I would rather City won it than Liverpool, but I would rather nobody. I would rather they all got disqualified. I'll be honest, see last season, I think I'll just cancel the league. Yeah. Just cancel it and like, they don't win yeah. it, please, for well, the sake yeah. of my sanity. <laughs> yeah. Because well, yeah. you can imagine. Yeah. Because you can imagine my dad certainly let me know about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, and and just last thing, Ryan, is like like like, like about autism. Is there like any advice that you like you, that you have for, for for any other people? Um, I think especially for people who are younger and are really struggling, I would say this: it says it gets better when you get older because you will start to understand things more. Yeah. When I was uh, in my teenagers, especially, I was very confused. I'd probably say angry because I just. I felt like I was in a world that didn't understand me and I didn't understand the world. But I find as you get older, you start to understand, you start to find your place. You know, and I'm sure at times it can look very, especially in the current circumstances, but things genuinely do get better. Yeah, I think think you're completely right because, like, especially, like, for us, uh, like, uh, getting diagnosed younger, and now we know quite a bit about it, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) When I was younger, I just I just didn't understand it. Yeah, no, I'm the same, and and I know like um, we're happy to speak about memories and awareness. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was saying when I was a kid, I'd never I wouldn't even have told someone I was autistic, let alone talked about it on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm the same, Ryan, because um I, I'd be quite shy about it. Um, yeah. When I was younger. So yeah, so it, it, it's been a, a fantastic chat, Ryan. It's been a, 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 a really nice talking. It has, it has been. Well, for, 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 no for, well, thank you, Ryan, and uh, uh, have a nice Christmas. Thank, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much for having me on, and uh, have yeah. a merry Christmas to you too. Thank you.